Firefighter, I have constantly been asked, what is dark humor and why do all you first responders, military, and medical professionals find it so funny? Well, to put it simply, dark humor is our way of trying to laugh off the absolute vomit-inducing, mind-cracking crap that we have to see and hear every day we're on the job. And don't get me wrong, we love our job. This is the career we signed up for. But we also like being happy. Because in reality, you have three choices when you decide to get into these types of careers. A, utilize some kind of dark humor to help your brain process why you just saw someone's head detached from their body. B, drink yourself into oblivion, or C, become one of those weirdos that gets mad at everyone for utilizing dark humor to laugh off what the All right, yeah, we can stop that. <laughs> That's our guest today, Jason Patton from the uh, infamous, is it infamous? I don't know. Is that an insult? <laughs> from the infamous Fire Department Chronicles. We know their horrible story. We'll get into the backstory next. Welcome, everyone, to the 21 Gun Podcast, the official podcast of the Irreverent Warriors. It's not 8 o'clock, is it? Jeremy. <laughs> it's okay. There's still an eight, but it's not at eight o'clock. We had, we had literally, literally as it's time to go live, we're about to hit the live button. Suddenly no one can hear anyone. Like I can't hear Jeremy and he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> no, he's just not listening. <laughs> or there's that. Yeah. So this should hit the fan, but that's, that's what it's all about. Right. Uh, what do you guys say in the Marine Corps? Adapt Fuck and over, ad oh. <laughs> adapt and overcome. No, that's if life throws you lemons, fuck, fuck the it. lemons <laughs> and bail. Anyways, we have a packed show tonight. Um, we're going to have to get right into it. Keep your eye out for Philip Hadlock. Uh, I'm hoping he's coming on. I didn't see him in the green room. Uh, well, I'll just go through the list here because we got a lot of people. So Philip Hadlock is a 68-year-old Vietnam-era veteran, uh, Army veteran from Plakerville. Is that how you pronounce it? Placerville? Plaker? I don't know. You're the Californian. California. Oh, whoa, whoa. Just because I'm from California, I understand everything. <laughs> well, he's from someplace in California, and he's decided to do something about homeless veterans himself. He developed the Veterans Joint Task Force on Homelessness, a nonprofit, non-governmental organization whose members are 100% veterans, veteran spouses, and veteran-owned businesses. He wants to raise awareness regarding veterans' homelessness. Hadlock began a 500-mile, 12-day journey across California, excuse me, yesterday, on a he calls it a kick scooter in my mind i say scooter but i guess if you just say if you just say scooter people are going to think you're on like a a jitney no a, pu a push scooter a push scooter yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, i thought it was a razor it's actually a little fancier than that but still dude Ooh. he's not pedaling he's kicking with one leg so he's going across california uh, and i figured just like we did with um i can't remember his name off the top of my head the guy from rucking to remember who rucked from camp lejeune uh north carolina all the way up to arlington national cemetery lejeune. he uh we had him on the show so i thought this would be kind of cool get him at the beginning of it um and then get him on the end he's trying to raise money and all that stuff uh really important subject i think veteran homelessness uh you guys might also remember brett delessandro hold on where is he 
Backpacks for Life. Can you see that? No, it's not really in frame, but uh, Backpacks for Life, uh, the, a fantastic organization. We're going to have them back on actually pretty soon because they deal with uh, veteran homelessness. Here's the thing about them. A lot of people talk the talk. Uh, you know, they, I don't know. You just look around. You're like, oh, okay. A lot of this, I guess we'll call it Twitter activism and social media activism and all that bullshit. Uh, they actually put boots on the ground. They, three o'clock in the morning, the police call them and say, "Hey, we got a homeless veteran. Uh, he's, you know, he's freezing. He needs help." Uh, these guys or guys, it's a, a guy and his girlfriend. Uh, they grab a backpack full of all this gear, uh, sleeping bags, all this stuff. They go down and they just counsel the dude and they sit with them and they're like, "Hey, maybe do you want to go to a shelter? Maybe you want to?" I mean, just freaking great people. So yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have. Uh, Jerry, is he? Have you seen him yet? Is he in the? No. Okay. Damn it. He could be. He could be in a bad uh, location. Uh, basically, California. Basically, well, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, basically, it, it would be up to par with the way everything's going tonight, as far as technical difficulties. We also have Jerry Neal, the not infamous Jerry Neal. Oh no, uh, he's he's is he's... he infamous? He's infamous. All right, uh, infamous is the key word of the day. Drink. Uh, he's a Marine, former NCO who served two years. Now, okay, let's back up. Once a Marine, always a Marine. I get that. I got, I've been beaten up enough that I understand that premise. How about like, if he is a Marine NCO, do I say he's a former NCO and Marine, or is he Marine? Like what? How do- he's a Marine NCO. So he's always a Marine NCO. Always. Okay. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. But then his, his he's rank. just no longer on active duty. Okay. See, this is why I have Jeremy here. I was, I was what we call a civilized troop. I was an officer. I had silverware and five-star hotels. <laughs> I need people. I need people that actually slept in. Actually, uh, Sear School, I did sleep in. Wait, maybe we didn't have sleeping bags. I think we just slept on the ground. So there you go. That was like your first taste long, of in the dirt. Yes, yes. You're right. Uh, and last, we have our headliner, which we showed you that video at the very beginning. Uh, firefighter, paramedic, Jason Patman. Fr- Patin. I said Patman. Patman, because you, yeah, you went Tillman, Patman. Tillman, Pat yeah. Tillman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, 17 years today that Pat Tillman died. I always had, here's the thing with Pat Tillman. Um, he and I were roughly the same age. We both joined roughly at the same time. And I remember I was at my first duty station ready to go into training. And I was like, man, did I make the right choice? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you get there. You don't really have any friends yet. Uh, well, if you're me, you never had friends. Uh, I'm just kidding. So Ouch. it's just it, life kind of sucked. And then I hear about this guy, Pat Tillman, who gave up a who gave up a, a $3.5 million NFL, um, uh, what do you call that? Contract. And Contract. it's like, it's like, I heard that. I was like, this dude's doing the same thing. Like at the same age, we're going in the military during a time of war. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I can do this. And uh, yeah, so I always kind of felt connected. And then the dude dies. Dude gets killed out in Afghanistan. And I was like, man, it was uh, so I always kind of felt a connection with him uh, based on on the similarities in, in us joining and right. the fact that we're both um, uh, amazingly handsome and amazingly athletic. So there was that little bit of kinship we had there. Uh, so anyways, yeah, let's back up. Uh, firefighter paramedic Jason Patton from the massively popular YouTube and Facebook channel, the Fire Department Chronicles. If you guys haven't checked it out, head over there and check it out. It's one of those, he's got one of those pages where you can just go, uh, he's got the, he's, he, I was just talking to my wife about this. We call it the sprinkles, right? Uh, you can go to a, a, two sites, right? There could be two firefighter uh, YouTube sites and you watch one and you're like, meh, I can't, I don't for some reason, some shows, some whatever, they get the sprinkles and the sprinkles is the magic. And then when you, when you find a show with the sprinkles, you can just watch and watch and watch and he's got the right amount of time and, and all this stuff. So yeah, we'll talk to him. Uh, and I, the reason why I reached out to him though, was because of the whole dark humor thing. 
Uh, and we always talk about that. We talk about that a lot in the show. The, That's pretty much all it is. Just well, dark humor. The, the, I mean, look at our coffee. Our coffee, if you ever want some, is dark humor from, uh, now I know he's got his own coffee too. So we'll, um, we'll fight with him as far as that goes. Uh, we have some hikes coming up. We'll have Jerry. Jerry will have you on in a second. Hopefully, uh, Phil Hadlock will will be on here. We got some hikes coming up. April twenty fourth, Des Moines, Iowa. I feel like we've been talking about Iowa till, till we're blue in the face. He's got his coffee down there in the in the back. Oh, nice, like, nice. Gotcha. Uh, April twenty fourth, Des Moines, Iowa. April twenty fourth, Fort Worth, Texas, with the infamous Jerry Neal. May first, Indianapolis, Indiana. We are going to have. I forgot that person's name, but we're going to have the hike coordinator for that and. The next week, we're going to have the uh, Salt Lake City, Utah coordinator on. Sorry, guys. I mean, I I can't remember what day of the week it is. And I'm trying to remember your names before we have you on. Come on. Come on, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, head over to reverendwarriors.com. Click the events tab. Sign up for an event. Sign your friends up. Sign Seth Bullock up for events. Sign, sign uh, Joseph Oliver up for a hike. Sign Gustavo Gus Gus Martinez up for, Martinez up for a hike. Uh, yeah. So, and I'd love to see you guys out there. Sign the Riplonians as a whole group. Ron Ripley. Uh, I haven't talked to him. We'll have him on the show. Just dropping names, man, every time. Exactly. Uh, I haven't counted the current events, but I did see that we're going to have Guam. Guam is official. Guam is official. Don't get it wrong. Guam is part of the United States. Um, and apparently so will be DC. We won't go there. We won't go there. Uh, and I think Puerto Rico's on the list too. So, uh, these are all some really cool things. And that's it. That's all I got before we get into our, our uh, conversation. However, I would like to point out, and this is this is actually very important. Uh, last week, we broke the news of the USS Omaha and their UFO sighting before Tucker Carlson did. We what? were on that before Tucker Carlson. So I think what that comes down to is we are better than the news. It's, and it's Tucker Carlson. I'm okay with that. I don't think there's any, I, I don't even think there's a debate about it. Don't watch the news. Just watch me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Uh, What's up, Doc Nestor? Mitch, Mitch Bell. But if we were all, but if we all run to one side of the island of Guam, will it tip over? It could. It could. Uh, do you see Phil at all yet? In I the, do not see God Phil. Damn it. I want to send him an email. So what we'll do is we will bring up the infamous Jerry Neal. Jay Nizzle. Hop on board, brother. What to do? What's happening, man? Hey, listen, I just got back from Texas and I miss it. Why, why'd you every... leave? I was going to say, why'd you leave, bro? We were just visiting. Uh, we well, we I might be I might be working down there um, with veterans. So, actually, so TBI. I heard. Nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we went down. We checked it out. We checked out the woodlands. We checked out. I'm sure people really want to hear about my freaking trip again. But uh, yeah, man, I miss it. I, Texas. You guys have the you have the sprinkles. We'll bring it up twice today. <laughs> Texas is a state that has the sprinkles. How long have you been down there? Who me? Since, yes. I mean, I mean, I grew up here. I mean, I guess technically, I'm I'm. Uh, this might be a shocker. I'm not a native. Um, it's because I was a Navy brat, but uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm, te I'm Texas. Too. It's very that's a technicality. Uh, I am a transplant technically, but I grew up here. How long, uh, how long have besides, you been there? Outside of my uh, outside of the Marine Corps, you know. Um, I mean, my whole life, really. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I enjoyed. Here's the thing. When we went around every single part of Texas, all within a three to four mile mile for a three to four hour drive, every single part you go is kind of different. It's like a different area. Like, like we went to San Antonio and Bernie and it was like those. I don't know what those trees are called. The um, They don't go too high and they're trees. all wonky. They're all wonky trees. Bushes. Is that what they're called? Officially wonky. No, I, I don't know. 
hick cactus. Hick, what's hickory? Are they the hickory trees? Bro, I don't know. Man. He's like, I don't know. I'm not an arborist. I'm a I'm marine. Not, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know. Sh- yeah, I'm not. Me, me marine. I, it's, I don't it's know about trees. It's foliage. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I just realized you're right. Who gives a shit about trees? No, I'm talking about like, I guess I'm talking about like the, the view of the area. Then we headed up North, uh, past, uh, Austin and it was like gently rolling hills and beautiful mesquite, fields right. and Doc yeah, mesquite. mesquite. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Doc right. Nestor. Yeah. Thank you for that one. Um, and then we went up to, uh, to Dallas, Fort Worth and flew out and we're going to be going back. Here's the thing. We're going to be going back in the middle of the summer because, uh, I hear it's, I hear it's pretty brutal. Uh, Dude. so I, I want to, I mean, I lived down there, but I was young and dumb. And you're so talking I didn't about going to, like, you're talking about the woodlands area, right? So yeah, like, I hear that's Dude. like the, that's like subtropical. That's a different type of heat and humidity down there, bro. But, you still um, refuse to take me. This is, yeah, here's no. the thing. Here's, I, I think. I personally think, and we'll we'll get on with the interview here in a second, but I'm just obsessed with Texas. I I I, I think, especially here oh, in like sorry. North Carolina, uh, I treat the summers like I treated the winters up where I'm from. Yeah. So like I don't go out in the summer unless I'm up to here in water. <laughs> Not that I do that in the winter, but I I ne- we didn't go out in the winter up north, so it's like the same sort of thing. You know, you just hang out inside and wait right. for the cool weather. That's how I look at it. It's just such a vast stretch of land so you're going to get a lot of different stuff geograph like you know with the, with the geography so a lot of different kind of areas like you said there, there's some plains there's a you know central texas hill country and then you've got north texas where we might actually have a real winter and then you got coastal texas and houston and San- yeah so it's all very very varied um what's the word i don't know dude me marine right i wasn't yeah. no this guy over here was <laughs> Uh, no, I was what we call the upper crust of the military. <laughs> um, so I like to hear this just to kind of get a, a, an idea of, um, you know, how, how you found and how you became a member of irreverent warriors. I like to hear the, the path that you took. So when did you, when did you enter military service and what were your motivations? Absolutely. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps in, uh, 2002. Um, it was, it was directly because of 9-11. So I was, I was a perfect age. I was 18. Uh, when 9-11 happened, I was, you know, going to community college, kind of, <laughs> uh, and sleeping on my dad's couch or whatever. And then uh, 9-11 happened, uh, woke up to the second tower getting hit, and uh, and that was a wrap. Um, that was it for me. I, you, you can talk to my buddies in high school. I was the last person to join the military. I think, uh, you know, I was a Navy brat. You know, my dad's retired Navy. So uh, I think what you get with, with a lot of military brats is kind of uh, an adverse uh kind of reaction to military service, not not a, in a disrespectful way, but in a way that like we don't want to follow in the footsteps because we've seen it and lived the life type of thing. So uh, but 9-11 completely changed that, completely changed that for me. Um, you know, so you're 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 an old guy, too. I yeah, like absolutely, that. I like these man. people that joined after. <laughs> yeah, I'm old, man. I was Yeah, I was 18 and uh, when, when 9-11 happened. So joined okay. the Marine Corps. I, I started talking to the recruiter uh, that happened, you know, September 11th and then uh, you know, uh, school let out, um, December, I started talking to the recruiter. That was a wrap. I depth in left for boot camp that summer. So, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hollywood or, um, Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, all right. Hold um, on. I got a text. All right. Hold on a second. Uh, Philip reached the hotel. Oh, man. He's like, I'm showing up late. I don't know what's going on guys. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, hold on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to contact Philip here. Um, you ask him the next question, which is typically, 
Philip uh, on his nuts. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, Obviously, you served. You were in during what I like to say the not so quiet time of Iraq, uh, 04 uh, and 06. Uh, were you in the hotspots, yeah. Fallujah and Ramadi, or, or tell us about your your uh, service in Iraq itself? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, so, as as you know, and a lot of us know, if you if you look back at history, Jesus, that's old. Um, <laughs> the yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, those were the deadliest times. Yeah, I served. It was 04 and uh, 05, 06, uh, Fallujah, Karma. Zaydon, uh, those are all kind of names that that ring a bell, especially in Marines' ears. Um, yep. About the the Sunni triangle and uh, triangle of death, <laughs> you know what I mean? But oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I was, uh, it, wasn't, it was pretty sketchy, man. Yeah. How did how did your service over there affect you? I guess as a Marine. Um, and I ask that kind of as, as an open question because everybody's different, right? Everyone, some people are like maybe more of a killer or did it, you know, tell, tell me about how that experience itself uh, shaped you. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, what I learned was, I mean, that's, that's every Marines. That's what you train for. Right. I mean, sometimes I, mean, I, I don't think we necessarily, until you do it, realize what you're getting into, but you, you want it, uh, especially as a Marine, it's ingrained in you. Um, that you want that, you want that blood, right? And all that, yeah, yeah, baby, yeah. All, all that, all that baby eating nonsense. But the, uh, well, but yeah, no, it, gonna, it, it, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I, what I was going to say is, um, yeah, I remember specifically being in training and, uh, Iraq, the Iraq war kicked off. So in 03, and I was like, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to go to combat, right? Because right? I was exactly. young. And I remember talking to my training uh, officer and I was like, what are the odds of me going over to Iraq? I don't want to sound like a psychopath, but that's kind of why we're here. And he's like, dude, dude, you're going to live there. Just relax. Don't worry about it. And sure enough, sure enough. Was there sure, a enough lot. sure enough. Yeah. And, and see, <laughs> and especially, I think, you know, especially us that, you know, that they joined that 9-11 that, I mean, we're all kind of that post 9-11 generation, but you know, I, I joined specifically because if 9-11 hadn't happened, ironically, I wouldn't be who I am because I I probably wouldn't join the military. You know what I mean? That wasn't oh. that wasn't in the cards for me. That's that wasn't on my mind at all. So yeah, um, yeah. Because of that, I felt an obligation to get in combat, man. You know, that's what that's what I want to do, and and uh, I got plenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah. many years were you in? Uh, oh, two to twenty eleven, man. Uh, so uh, what June two to uh, Valentine's Day twenty eleven. Okay. And what, what was your, what was your decision to get out or was it not a decision? Was it decided no, it, for I mean, you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Every, everything was uh on up and up. It was, uh, yeah. it was just kind of those things. Uh, grass is always greener type of thing, yep. you know? Um, mm -hmm. It was just kind of that time, uh, you know, a little bit of green weenie, right? Walton, uh, Walton knows what's up with the green weenie. Um, uh, I think it's still in there. <laughs> right. So I, I, I actually, no, I tell you, I, I had, uh, I had papers in my career jammer to reenlist. I was going to be a career Marine. You ask anybody that served with me in the Marine Corps, they're like, he's going to be, he's going to be a damn sergeant major. You know what I mean? That's, that's what, uh, that's what they tell you. But, um, you know, I had papers in, they, they, they tried to screw with me. I, you know, they made promises and then backtracked and we're going to give you this duty station. And I just bought a house and then blah, blah, blah. And, and then they're like, no, we're going to send you to June. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go ahead and chunk these. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us about how did you discover Irreverent Warriors? When was your your intro into this psychopathic group of, 
uh, right. It was, it was actually, it was, uh, it was with, um, with somebody at served with, I, I, you know, I'd heard it through the grapevine. I mean, I think, uh, if you, you got your ears semi, uh, you have a, a little bit of a pulse on the veteran community. This was, you know, you start hearing about this stuff. It's, you know, it, it, was, yeah. it was, you know, it, around 2015, 2016, start hearing about this stuff. I, I'd been out for a while and, and just like a lot of us do, you know, honestly, when, whenever I got out in 2011, I didn't want anything to do with the Marine Corps, another Marine within a hundred feet of me. You know what I mean? It was, uh, it was one of those things where I just wanted to completely kind of move past it. And, uh, and that's the exact wrong thing to do. Um, yeah. as we, as we kind of find out and, uh, you know, and, and as a result, you know, I, I, I you know, I kind of fought through and struggled through a lot of things on my own. Um, I, I heard about Reverend Warriors through a buddy just randomly. Uh, we actually bumped into each other at my daughter's gymnastics. <laughs> strange, really strange. And then uh, apparently his daughter was going there part-time. Part my daughter's been there since she was like two years old. And then, uh, wow. and then he, uh, yeah, we're, uh, I'm trying to go to the Olympics, yo. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to live vicariously is... through her. You know what I'm saying? But the, uh, there's, there's, there's so many stories like that too. Like there's so many of these random, like I met so-and-so or yeah. it, it's, it's, it's crazy the way that works out. Yeah. No, he, he'd um, come, he'd been to a hike. He'd been to a Fort Worth hike here locally. He's like, bro, you need to, you need to come out. You heard the silky sacks. I was like, yeah, man. But I didn't even realize what, what he wasn't even brought up that it was, you know, about, you know, improving mental health or preventing suicide. That wasn't, that what he's, that wasn't even, it was like, just dude, Hey man, I'm uh, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to catch up with you. And, uh, wear some shorty shorts man it sounds like a good time and uh <laughs> and that's what i did and and i was i was freaking hooked i was it, i mean you had me hook line and sinker man i, I, I mean, and I, I i swear i finished the hike i still had no idea about the mission i had zero idea about the mission bro it was it was just that i i refound the family i refound the community yeah. and and it filled it's like i had a hole and then all of a sudden it was filled again if but for one yeah. day and then it left me craving so it left me crazy i'm like oh shit i've been missing this man it was like a, a light holes filled man i'm telling it you it was like it was like a light bulb you know what i mean it, yeah. it was it, yeah it was it was great and then, so that that was kind of a wrap for me and uh, i've also, been trying to go to every hike i can actually physically go to ever since it, it also it just it, you know and and i deal with this every day working with civilians you know you go from you go from having to shout out to Greg what, Reyes. Sorry, shout out to Greg watch Reyes. What you say? What's what's his deal? Uh, he's the one. He was the one that, that brought. Oh, up okay, cool, nice, nice. All right, sorry. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I think we got to get moving anyways because uh, we started late because of technical difficulties. We finally have uh, Mr. Hadlock on. Um, but let's quickly push your your hike. So this weekend, cool. what, when is your meet and greet? Awesome. Uh, Friday. Friday tomorrow. Shit. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow Friday, night. dude. This is why yeah. I love Thursdays. Yeah, tomorrow night, man. Tomorrow night, we're going to be in the stockyards, y'all. Nice. Yeah, Fort Worth Stockyards, the historic Fort Worth Stockyards. We're at the Love Shack at 6P. Uh, that's 1800 for for all y'all. And then um, it, there might be some rain, unfortunately, but right next door is White Elephant. And uh, if it gets a little wet, because that's an open air venue, we're just stepping next door and, uh, and staying dry. So that's our meet and greet, man. Attack the stockyards, part two. Nice. Hey, I was I went to uh, Roanoke to a place called Hard Eight, 
and dude, that I, barbecue is oh my god! I know. Dude. I was like, holy shit! Now I believe in God. Uh, yeah, I was, now, I was kind of agnostic, but now, yeah, now I'm like, I just went to church because I was like, I tasted that food, <laughs> yeah. and my son was all excited because he saw a real cowboy. This guy had a Bowie knife on the back of his his belt and the big belt buckle. Um, he had the cowboy boots. So yeah, that made my son's day. All right, brother. Uh, good luck. If you haven't signed up for the hike down in Fort Worth, hop on to reverentwarriors.com. Sign up for the freaking hike. Bring your friends out. Bring your cousin out. Bring your mom out. I know a lot of Saturday. you have moms that are veterans. Saturday. Saturday that's the 24th. 8 a.m. First flight park. And look at. Be there. Look at, look at Mr. Sexy. Neely here. Look at Sergeant <laughs> Neely here. Let's <laughs> He's go. on fire. All right, brother. Thanks for Appreciate hopping it. on. Appreciate it, y'all. Later. Nice. All right. So we're going to move right along. Um, again, for anyone who's just joining us right now, uh, we started a little bit late. We had some technical difficulties. And what do you do when it's time to go live and you have a technical difficulty? You reboot every fucking computer in the room. So literally when we were supposed to go live, everything shut down. We had to shut down everything and bring everything back up. So we're running a little behind. Um, our next guest is going to be Philip Hadlock. He is the gentleman, if you're just joining us, he is riding across the great state, <laughs> once great state of uh, California to raise awareness and raise money for um, homeless veterans. And then after that, we're going to have Jason Patton, the um, founder, what did I say? The infamous fire infamous. department, infamous. So, uh, all right, bring him up, bring up. There he is. Let's see. Now, I Wait. hope he can hear us. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. 100%. So are, are you Beautiful. still riding? Are you still riding right now or did you make it to the hotel? Well, no, I haven't made it to the hotel. I pulled over on the side of the road. I'm in an area called Laguna. It's on the um, east side of the hills that separate uh, the, um, the ocean from the uh, Los Angeles or the Orange County Valley. Okay. So I just pulled over. You know, um, we're talking about the times and I keep forgetting you're in North Carolina. Yeah, we're yes. over here in North Carolina. That happens a lot, more than you would think, that the the, yeah. the time change always messes with things. Yeah, so I, of course, I had, I had you know, 8 o'clock in my mind, California, yeah. but hello. <laughs> I'm just and glad I, was... I pulled over and sent you a little message about the link, else I would have just kept on going. That's funny. That's funny. I, I actually, I was, I was interviewing at the same time I was writing email, so a little behind the scenes there. So if I did the math right, you were in the service back around 1970, is that correct? Yeah, I went in in uh, late 73. I got out okay. in 76. Okay. Okay. So you did three. Were you drafted? No, you know, my uh, back then they had the lottery. So they put yeah. every day of the year into a bucket and pulled out the numbers. Mine was too high. I wasn't going to go. So what did I do, Sully? You signed up. I signed up. Yeah. God bless America, right? Isn't that Amen. now? Now that speaks volumes because. Uh, something I, I, every, every time I have someone that was in, in the seventies, um, in that, that kind of end of Vietnam era, I always say that, uh, it wasn't a popular time to be in the military. It wasn't a popular <laughs> time. So, so uh, what was your motivations for actually saying, Hey, you know what? Fuck all that. I'm going, I'm going to go in, I'm going to serve. Exactly. Well, number one, you know, my mom in particular, um, is a real red, white, and blue. She sang in the USO for the boys coming home from World War II. That's where she oh, met cool. my dad. Uh, my dad served in World War II. He was a, uh, a pilot on a uh, B-52, but he always landed too fast, so they made him a bombardier, and he went out on his first <laughs> practice run and blew up a chicken coop out in the Midwest. 
Oh no. But, uh, oh, no. you know, he did his best and he loved his country. And I guess that I just, uh, that just rubbed off on me. That's right. And you are currently for the, for the listeners and the people who are watching, uh, Phil is, is riding his bike 500 miles across the great state of California to raise, uh, well, I'll let you, uh, tell us about your ride and, and what the purpose of it is. Sure. Happy to Sully. So I'm not on a bicycle. I'm on what's called a kick scooter. It looks like a bicycle, but no seat. And it goes way down where I put my foot, you know, and I, I kick it along. Um, you can see pictures of it on my, uh, website. Uh, I'll okay. give you that address later and, and maybe you can post it or something. Yeah, so yeah I we can pull it up right now. Actually. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, um, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to try to not be too long winded, but in the past, um, after I got out, let me go there. After I got out of the service, they used my GI bill to put myself through school. I got my bachelor's degree in political science and then I went ahead and got an MBA and I've used that MBA to develop different projects as a consultant, but I've done two big projects with government involvement in the past. I'm not going to, they're in the website. You can go look at them if you want to. I'm not going to take time to <clears throat> reiterate that right now. Are you still there? Yeah, we're yeah, still here. We're still listening, man. Okay. The picture changed on my phone. So I just, I didn't know if we were having more uh, difficulties. Oh, yeah, we're, we're showing your website right now. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Sully. Um, so uh, where was I? Um, so anyway, uh, about two years ago, our governor out here, <clears throat> Gavin Newsom, um, created a, a council uh, to handle um, homelessness. And of course, if everybody remembers, if anybody remembers back in, um, well, when Obama was president in 2013, he declared that he would end veterans homelessness by 2015. Uh -oh. And guess what happened? Numbers went up. Yeah, fucking nothing. No, no, they, <laughs> they changed the way they changed the way, Sully. This is pure politics. They changed the way that they defined homelessness and the numbers came down from 54,000 to 51,000. Oh, and then man. it went down the next year again, down to like 48,000. But by 2015, when it was supposed to be ended, there was still 44,000 veterans living you know under the overpass behind the store in the cardboard box in the makeshift shelters by the freeway you know we all see them every day don't we yeah absolutely we sure do and yeah. so going going getting back to my governor newsom so uh i co i contacted the council and i was developing a program that was as the, the governor said they have to be new innovative creative what they've done in the past didn't work so I came out of the woodwork again. I only do this once in a while for something that I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I created a program that is completely different than anything in the homeless or nonprofit or any of those industries. And so I was, I was going to be presenting it to this panel uh, and COVID hit and everything yeah. got put on the back burner and they everything won't even talk to me now. Yeah, they won't yeah. even talk to me now. So I said, F you guys, I'm going to do this myself. And besides, the only time things really get done, Sully, is when we do it ourselves. Which which comes with being a, a veteran and people that are trained in the military. We get things done. Uh, very different than our civilian counterparts who wait to be told what to do or wait to find something. We say, hey, I see a hole. I'm going to fix it. Well, we get trained to do that. And, and the other people, you know, it's just our culture. You know, we train people to be you know, little workers, little followers, don't think for yourself, let us tell you what to do. 
Right. But I'm just not one of those, Sully. So I've created this this organization. It's a nonprofit, an NGO. That's a non-governmental organization. Mm-hmm. And it's called the um, the the Veterans Joint Task Force on Homelessness. And our website is it's very simple. Vets Task Force, one word. Vets Task Force dot org. And um, if you go there, you can see how I have created an organization that that owns everything. We own the training facilities, we own the residences, we will own even the businesses that these people will go to work. You see, the thing that government programs can't do, Sully, because they're so disjointed, right. is they don't they don't create community. They right. don't create they don't create a future. They don't create self worth. Right. And our program yeah. our program can and will do those things. So what I'm really trying to accomplish is to create a network of veterans only, veterans, veterans, uh, spouses, and veteran-owned businesses. And I'm asking them to pledge five bucks a month, Sully, five bucks. But you know, it's not much money, but there's almost 20 million veterans out there. Yeah. You know, give me one, give me one percent of that. And uh, what we will do is, is we will go in and we will do all of this ourselves. Every contractor we use, everybody who cooks food, everybody will be veterans and we'll go out there and we'll take care of this problem ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that's fantastic. Uh, this is only day two. We're going to have you hop back on next week to tell us how, how the tail end is going. Uh, I expect to see you about, I mean, you already looks like you're a thin guy, but you're going to be about 20 pounds lighter than you are now <laughs> for like, sure. I'm sure I've already lost 10, <laughs> but we'll have you back on. We'll plug your website. And, uh, I don't know. I, I wish you all the, all the luck and I'll shoot you some emails. I'll find out how, how can people follow you? Don't you have like a GPS thing or something? Well, uh, you know, the GPS, uh, I'm doing this all myself. I'm not a real, uh, you know, TI kind of guy. I'm in that okay. old generation, you know, so <laughs> yep. I've, I've done my best, but what is happening is that every day on the website, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm having a guy in LA uh, post my pictures and um, descriptions of what's going on. So in that way, they can follow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Philip Hadlock riding his bike 500 miles across uh, California to raise awareness for veteran homelessness, which is a major problem. Uh, there's there's a lot yeah. of good people like you out there. Uh, and I wish you the best of luck. We'll have you on next week and, and get a nice uh, wrap up to this thing. And uh, yeah, be safe, man, and enjoy the ride, enjoy the quiet contemplation, and uh, thank you for for doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Sully. I certainly appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate every veteran out there. God bless America, and uh, let's keep the spirit going. Appreciate it. Oorah. Take care. See you next week, Sully. All right. Bye-bye. Take care, brother. All right. Well, since uh, since our our nice uh, what do you call that fumble? I guess it'd be a fumble, maybe a mishand, maybe we dropped the fucking maybe ball. a wild pitch at we the very beginning. The I ball. feel bad, uh, Jason. I was like, oh, we'll have you on, we'll have you on around eight fifteen. He's been back here like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Let's bring him up. Bring my coffee up. Let's bring up our. our <laughs> there he is. There, Look, he's like, you never. Is- <laughs> I'll entertain myself at all times. I just jump on TikTok or Instagram. Just start. Don't don't worry about no, it. He was back there totally. Just ask, I was, ask pictures. Ask I was pictures. sneezing, bro. I was like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh no. Advertisement. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I love him. <laughs> nice. 
Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a live show. This is the way it works out. I used to, yeah, believe it or not, I used to do these like quiet NPR type of interviews. Tell me, Jason, tell me what makes you tick. Like he should be petting you on the back. <laughs> but then we said, you know what? Let's just go live, less editing. Uh, and yeah. unfortunately, when you do that, shit hits the fan every now and then. Every but now and then. People want to see, bro. They want to see the, the, the raw outtakes, what's going on, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, I mean, I can tell you so far, sitting, you know, in the backstage, it's great, man. It's awesome. So, oh, yeah, a oh, show oh. should flow. With you, you are kind because this will go down at the end of this. Like, I wish we should film like what we do at the end. We shut it down. It's sometimes like when the show's over, I'm like, yeah, we nailed it. That was awesome. Let's drink. And then other times I go, what the fuck was that? It's quiet, Jeremy. <laughs> leaving the room. Like, what did we do? But that's Why what are we doing doing this? They're, they're that tuning in for this shit show. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. <laughs> what, one or two weeks ago, maybe three or something like that, we had something where it was just things, everything was going wrong. And half the time when the stream ends, because I know I'm taking this spot, you'll click end stream and it'll come up as like, was the stream good or not? And you know, you report yourself saying, no, that was bad. I'm going to tell myself, no, yeah, yeah, we've had a few of those. Do you know one of the best shows we had was the, um, now, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like, <laughs> pin -ups, pin -ups I love how you're that. representing a coffee company, by the way. And he's drinking a Red Bull. It's good. Good support, bro. Great support for each other. <laughs> is that a Red Bull? What is this that? prevents me from having to take a shit. If I drink some coffee, I'm going to be in there in 10 minutes. So you know, what you don't see is there's a bathroom literally three right feet from me. And we don't like that. He'll smell that. I'd be like, come on, dude. Really? All right. All right. Let's get into your interview. Let me get, let me put on my best Charlie Rose. All right. So as far as I'm concerned, service to your country is service to your country. Any way you want to, you want to put it. Um, I don't put any one service over another. You could say ER nurse, you could say first responder, which is kind of a blanket for your EMTs, your firefighters, your police yeah. and all that. Um, how do you feel about, uh, oh, and then basically what I was going to say too is, and that is coupled in with veterans and, and all that. How, how do you yeah. feel being with that 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 sentiment of everyone's kind of blanketed in together? You know, I, I may get some flack for this, but I actually, I, a lot of times I don't agree with that. I, I say, you know, first responders, dispatchers, nurses, you know, you know, EMT paramedics, all that fun stuff. I think we're in one section and then the military is in a completely different section. And the reason I say that is for most of us, uh, you know, with like the the very the exception of like wildland firefighters and people who get sent off for two weeks, a month at a time, that kind of stuff. Most of the time we're gone for 24, 48 hours, depending on the shift, sometimes 96 hours. But we get to at least be able to communicate with our families, come home, stuff like that. The military isn't like that, dude. Like you guys get shipped off. They're like, hey, thank you so much for signing up. By the way, see you in a year. Like that's, <laughs> that's crazy, bro. And you got to leave. And if you got a wife, you're just hoping to God, you know, she's not upset. You didn't say anything to piss her off for your laugh, you know, like I, I don't tend to put them together. But yes, uh, like PTSD wise, uh, mental health, dark humor, we tend to come together. The PTSD can be a little bit different depending on, you know, I personally have never had to watch my best friend who I'm like, hey, man, when we get back to base, what do you want to do? <laughs> and his head blows off. I'm like, Holy shit. Like, like I've never experienced that. But, um, you know, it, it, the sentiment can come together, but there, there certainly is a difference when it comes to like little aspects of it. Sure. I, I think also, too, um, uh, we were going to pull Matt, don't call him Matt, Matthew James Reeves uh, on the show. He's just a, 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 one of the coordinators of, of what we do, our Silkies Hikes. But he's a firefighter. We're, we're always talking about the, 
you know, when guys get out and girls, uh, when we get out, when I say guys, I mean, girl, I mean, everybody, uh, yeah. we're like, we're like, man, I miss the camaraderie. You know, some mm-hmm. people get a job at cold, yep. cold slab, cold, stone, cold stone creamery. Don't, don't remind me. <laughs> some people, I got a job working in a medical clinic and it's just yeah. like, you're like, what? What am I doing? I yeah. miss being with my buddies. I miss being with my bros. So a lot of people do that, whether it's volunteer or paid call mm-hmm. or actually just flat out like the guy we had on. Was it last week? Last week. Yeah. Was he a firefighter two weeks ago? I can't remember. He's a firefighter. I don't remember. But yeah, same thing. So, so I, you know, there is a, a, a connection there. I mean, I was yeah. a firefighter. That was the first, my first experience of work. Uh, I became mm-hmm. a firefighter at age 18. My dad was a firefighter. My grandfather was a firefighter. My great grandfather was a firefighter. So it's like a, a family tradition. But then it yeah. was after that, I went into the military and I never went, went back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what drove you to serve your community? We won't say serve. What drove you to have a job which serves your community? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like it. I like it. Well, what I really wanted to do was, you know, become infamous and sprinkle my humor all along, as I was just said earlier. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> actually, dude, I had a, an officer. I'm a first generation. My, my father was a mechanic, and I actually became a mechanic because of him. So uh, I was a mechanic, and I hated it. I sucked. I was, I was absolutely atrocious. I'm the worst mechanic on the face of the planet, but I didn't have a passion for it. The buddy of mine came up and he's like, hey, man, um, I'd love for you to, you know, I just went to EMT school. You should try it out. A friend of mine and I did. And I was like, all right, let me uh, try this out. I went to EMT school, dude, and I loved it, bro. It was just, there was something about learning about the body, the, the way the human body works, you know, collateral blood flow and, and like legitimately being able to fix someone in a heated moment and, and yeah. legitimately change their life. And it was so cool. I loved it from the second I got into it. And then I followed up. It's paramedic and then fire school, so on and so forth. So it, it wasn't a, it wasn't something that was driven into my head as a child I, I came across it as an adult and and realized that it was truly a passion or you know a calling that i didn't even know i had and i would i could never picture myself doing anything else some people run towards gunfire or fire or automobile accidents or cats up in a tree some people run towards it other people run away from it what do you think the difference is between the folks that 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 put their lives on the line and actually you know run towards gunfire and those who don't Dude, I got to tell you, I think every business, no matter what you do, whether it's firefighting or accountants or whatever it is, you know, mechanics, really good mechanics, like there's just something in your brain that allows you to connect with that. Like when I see a burning building, I there's nothing scary about it to me. Like I want to get in there. Like I'm excited. It's like we're driving a thousand miles an hour to get there. You know, if it's a, a really hot medical call, I want to be there to help somebody. If, if uh, you know, even like the minor things where someone's just having a really bad emotional day bro I, I like being there to talk to that person and 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 you know kind of share a moment with them to help bring them back to normalcy or whatever it would be for them but i think it's just i i don't know if it's human wiring or dna or whatever it is but i think it's a passion that you find and when you connect with it that's why people always say when you when you love your job you don't work a day in your life it's, it's true though that's man. true yeah love it dude but again like some people say i could never be a firefighter and that's fine because i could never be an accountant not in a million years <laughs> put me down like calculating stuff i would sc- the irs would be like jesus fire that guy like whoever yeah. that dude is fire <laughs> so um i think it's just something that you're born to do and you don't find you don't know until you find it yeah there's uh i got interviewed for a, a book about uh people reacting under uh stress like how people can well specifically i was telling the story to a guy who happened to be a he studied this shit and he asked me so my story was i'm driving down the road and even to this day since i was a, a firefighter i have an axe in the back of my truck uh nice. when i had a truck now i don't have a car but whatever i have um, a Kia. people make fun of me about it shut up it's a it's a robot car <laughs> 
it is a Skynet. transformer. Skynet. It talks. You have a Tesla? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know what? I'm not going to hold my head low. This he, is American. Yeah. Like, like this. Ameri- I, no, look, I'll show you how I drive. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we, I'm not we, even we, making fun of you, bro. Let's say. You're not pumping gas anymore. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like a full tank. Now, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm driving down the road. Uh, it's a, a little windy road out in the middle of the country. And we turn the corner and I see a bunch of people standing in the road. And there, and when you see that, your your brain automatically says something's not right. We got to figure out what's going on here. So I slow down, and then I look to my left, and there is a Camaro up against a tree, fully engulfed. And I go, my wife is like, "Oh my god, go around!" My kids are freaking out. There's people with their phones out, and I'm like, "I got this!" <laughs> and I go running out, grab my axe. I must have looked like the biggest psychopath. Go running across, start axe in the car. Here's Johnny. The window opens, the smoke's going everywhere. I pull the door open. I grab the guy. He's like 400 pounds, of course. As I'm pulling him out, he falls on top of me. The car starts rolling. That was, but anyways, the point of that is, yeah, I don't know. I think just some people, uh, and I think a good percentage of us, otherwise we wouldn't have people to do it. You're just, we're just wired to be like, I mean, let's look at it evolutionarily. I always say that word and I don't know if it's right. Evolutionarily. Evolutionary. Yeah, look at it in an evolutionary light. Uh, there were people whose jobs were to go and kill the bears or go yeah. and, you know, fight the fires or whatever. So yeah. I, I think it's kind of a combo of both, uh, what do they call it, nature and nurture. See, one I of the think- things that Kevin forgot to add was that on the way to that call, as soon as he got out of the car and grabbed that axe, he took his shirt off. It was glistening. Oh, right. yeah. I, well, I kept baby oil in the back of the uh, car. So I looked and all I picture is the firefighters rolling up and like getting out of the truck and be like, <laughs> it's it's funny because i i work with the um uh, i'm a pa for the county so i work with the sheriff's deputies and the the ems group and i was like hey can i read the report on that and the guy's like yeah hey, look and it's like it said in there unknown male was seen with a medical kit and axe but left immediately <laughs> after we arrived i'm like sweet that was me <laughs> Uh, we have a saying in the armed forces, it's, but did you die? And the idea, the idea is like, holy shit, did you see that? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you always answer, but did you die? Uh, mm-hmm. it's typically no. Cause I guess if you answer yes, the things went sideways. Uh, do firefighters and EMS share the same mentality? Yeah. You know, the war, I think war stories are what bring all of us together. And it's, you know, again, it's, you know, it's, it's the dong showing game, that kind of thing, you know, like I did this. And then you always got the old salty dude that comes in like, well, 40 years ago, it wasn't like that. And it's like, oh, geez. All right. We get it. But yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, it's, it is the machismo portion of it. It's why we want to do this. We want to be the heroes. We want to be the people that are, that are out there saving lives, so on and so forth. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, the, but did you die thing is it's, it's great, man, because Again, that's what we live for. We live to save lives. We live to, to help others around us. Um, but I think it's funny that you brought up the whole like there were the you know there were people that were hunting bears back in the day, man. That was like that was their job. They went out sure. and you know, killed the bear, brought back meat, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people today are like. Hey, this is what we do, man. We hunt bears, that kind of thing. Um, and I think what's really cool to see is that people's military first responders all across they're now saying like, yo, you can go hunt the bear. Slit the bear's throat, do what you need to do, come back, feed your family. But after you can like talk about why slitting a bear's throat was a little off-putting to you. Like it's like <laughs> you can do both, man. It's it's cool. It doesn't make you a, a worse bear murderer. You can still stab them, you know, and then come back and be like, 
that was uh, I murdered that bear, but <laughs> and now I'm all <laughs> sticky with his blood. Okay. That, that is, you know, and and we talk a lot about that on the show is is the the push to normalize mental health, right? Because yeah. people don't. I mean, when I was in uh, and I was having some issues, I I couldn't. No one could. You, you couldn't do anything. You just kind of suffered in silence, and you're like, I'm yeah. gonna push through. I'm gonna push through. I'm gonna push through until eventually it catches up with you, and and mm. you know, shit goes sideways. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think, especially with groups like our group, Reverend Warriors and stuff, it's it's a it's it's normalizing. It's becoming okay. You're not a pussy, right? Because the old adage is, your old adage is, oh, he went to uh, talk to a counselor, that pussy, and then they kill themselves. Oh, he shot himself, that pussy. And it's like, yep. it's like, what? You can't win. You can't yeah, win. And I know I there's still some stigma. I know there's still some stigma in there. How how was that in the in the fire department world, in the uh, first responder world? Is there stigma about talking to anyone or? A hundred percent. And and it's yeah. and it's been like that for a long time. Um, because you know the fact is is that if you ever, especially with with, with firefighters, if you go to someone, you're like, yo, like that that baby that was, like seeing that baby dead was kind of weird, man. And the guy, like, hey, listen, if you can't deal with it, then this isn't what you need to do for a job. Like, uh, okay, no, no yeah. I didn't think that's the way this goes. But here's here's the way we're starting to think about it, and I think this is, I think this is the way it should be approached. It doesn't need to be such a huge subject. It doesn't need to be like mental health, like. Who gives a shit? Emotions are normal. Like feeling emotions are normal. But the problem is, is people are only comfortable with two emotions, extreme happiness and extreme anger. Like, right. Like they're super pissed off, extreme anger. And then because that dude over there, they hate that guy. And then they get to punch that guy in the face. And then they're extremely happy. And then everything's going to go. Right. So that, right. that's not, that's not the way we should approaching things. The, the, uh, the best way that anyone should ever think about that big area in the middle of vulnerability and, you know, expressing like what's normally going on in your head. A, if you just validate people's thought process, is yo that that was weird seeing that dead baby yes it was oh okay i'm not crazy it is weird to see dead babies but the other thing that the other way to think about it man if you try to hold your emotions down like a beach ball underwater you can hold it there but eventually you're going to get weak and that beach ball's coming out of the water man and, and yep. it's going to smash you in the face and, and now we have a major issue so it's not pussification to talk about what's going on in your head it's normal you know what's not normal is to be like fuck it Shove it down, man. Shove it. Got some beer. Yeah. Pour some beer on there, and then you're good to go. Because that that doesn't end well for anybody. Never, never. You should see. Uh, where are you located right now? Florida. Florida. Okay. Uh, we got we got hikes down in Florida. You should go to. Uh, we're always looking for volunteers. You have to be a veteran to hike, but you can be an EMS or whatever to to volunteer with the Reverend Warriors. Yep. Uh, you yep. should see one of those events because it is former killers. <laughs> Just dressed as flamboyant as you get. You might see thongs on men. Uh, you'll probably see a lot of skin. Guaranteed. And and it's it's uh and everyone's blubbering. Uh and it's it's the just what we were talking about. It's the point yeah. where it's like, do you know what? We're all here together, we're all in this together. Who cares? Who cares what anyone thinks? There's no it's uh what do they call that? What do the kids call that these days? A safe space. It's safe, a safe space. space. I don't know how safe it is because we do a lot of dumb shit. No, hey, at, at, there's people watching. It's very safe. Oh, I never it's said a- it was unsafe. <laughs> I just said it was dumb. I'm yeah. a jarhead. We do dumb shit. Yeah, well, we all do dumb shit. That's that's normal. But again, listen, you can't you can't define your life by a singularity response, right? Like your life is not one thing. You are you guys, you're Marines or you're you're in the service and you are, you know, you are Marines forever. You're 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 in the army forever. Like that is who you are. But you eventually have to move on unless you you know, even when you retire, you become something else. You become a golfer or you become <laughs> something else. You know, like you you have to move on. Your life progresses. So, you know, a lot of people have an issue saying, like, well, 
well, I have to murder people for a living or I have to pull I have to pull, you know, people out of out of burning buildings or do CPR on babies for a living. Like I can't have an emotional side. Why not? That's that's yeah. freaking Why normal, not? bro. Like you're allowed to cry at some point in time. Everyone cried at Bambi, you know, it's gonna happen, you know. So not me. Bambi was a pussy. Bambi was a bitch. <laughs> Bambi was a bitch. <laughs> uh why, when did you start making videos? Because uh, we got to talk about that. You got a massively popular channel. Um, where did that come from? Dude, is out of nowhere, man. Uh, we were all sitting around one day, as, as you know, again, everybody does. Uh, if you get a bunch of guys and girls together, the same personalities, and uh, we're all messing around. So we um, we started making a couple videos and made a video about, like, hunting for the battalion chief. Started off as National Geographic's Fire Department Edition, and I had a horrible Australian accent, and we were hunting for the <laughs> battalion chief, and we were looking for him. And it, we put a couple videos up. It was really good, and that, or it had a decent response. And then I put a video up. Um, which was um, hunting for the paramedic via their natural mating call, which is bitching. And uh, <laughs> it was like 100,000 views in eight hours. And we were like, holy crap, it was amazing, dude. It was just, it was such a cool response. So slowly gained some space or some, uh, some traction from there, man. It's just been so cool. And recently I've been uh, green screening myself into TV shows that are completely unrealistic. So yes. uh, that, that one's been fun. So those are awesome, dude. I don't, I don't watch much TV, but I was flipping through your channel doing my research and I see this flaming Zamboni. Isn't that a drink? Yeah. Flaming Zamboni. Yes. I see this flaming Zamboni and you're, you're in it. And if you watch it, if you, if you just like pull it up, just see if you can pull that up while I'm talking to him. Um, <laughs> as you pull it up, you're like, Oh no, that's, he's actually in the room with those people. It's such, <laughs> it's such like, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not shitting on you. It's not the highest quality green screen, but it's enough that you watch and you're like, wait a minute, yeah. what am I seeing? And then it's like, people are saying, well, maybe we should do this. And then you come in and you're like, I mean, I'm telling you exactly what you're doing, but uh, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's what I want, right? I want it to be like, like decently green screen quality to where you're like, oh, that, 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 that's not too bad, yeah. but also be like, he is not in that show. So, yeah. so I got to hide some line, you know? So. <laughs> and that's, that's, you know, that's the case with, um, uh, basically it's the old trope that, you know, you try to watch a TV show with, uh, like Top Gun with an aviator. And the whole time I'm like, that wouldn't happen. He wouldn't call yeah. him that. Why is that guy doing that? And, uh, and you're kind of doing the same thing, but able to actually put yourself in the show. Do you want to pull, pull that up? Yeah. All right, hold on. Jeremy's going to pull this up for a second. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. <laughs> You know, instead of standing around here all dramatic, like we could just go get a rope bag off the truck, you know, throw it to him. Now, do you, or we could just stand around here and wait for that burning Zamboni to turn him into a bloody meat popsicle. Nice. Now, do you, or could you get in trouble or demonetize or whatever for using this stuff or has YouTube ever kind of come after you? No, technically because the amount that I'm using, um, and, and I'm changing it enough. Like I, I try to be very careful about the amount of time of their footage that I'm using. Um, it's considered transformative in nature. So, okay. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun, dude. I'm actually trying to figure out where, uh, angry cops and I can do one together. That's, oh, that's please do for the love of God, please do. He's that's supposed to come on the show here real soon. Um, Is he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, Richard, hi, funny yeah. freaking dude. Are you friends with him? Do you know him? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that would be great. We've become, uh, yeah, we've become uh, friends over the last uh, year or so. Um, and he's he's a trip, dude. And I, I, I want to do one with him so bad, man, just because I think between he and I, we could do some, some, some really funny stuff. 
Nice. Perfect. Um, how about, do you, are you friends at all with a donut operator? Because I was just talking to Jeremy. We were, he was supposed to come on the show. We were chatting it up and then suddenly he disappeared. And I was like, what, what happened? What did I say? Jeez. No, I'm yeah, not right. friends with him, but he's a flake. Obviously. I don't know. Anything he about he him. disappeared. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know. Donut operator. No. All right. Your, uh, your production too. Uh, how about like, where, is it just trial and error? Cause I mean, the first time I heard of you and I think this is when I reached out, this is, this is how I do my show. I, I flip through YouTube and I find something and I'm like, I need to talk to that person. And it was your slow-mo, uh, of, I think you would smack someone in the face with, yeah, uh, whipped cream. At least that's what you think because you're, yeah. you're running around the corner. Great freaking production value. I mean, crystal clear. Are you, what are you using? Are you just using your iPhone or how are you getting this, this level of, of production. I appreciate it. Actually, uh, funny enough, that was uh, the UFC heavyweight champion, Steve Miocic, at the time that I uh, slapped in the face. So that no was- No shit. Uh, I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even yes. notice that. Yeah, we made a coffee together. And um, yeah, he again, super cool dude. Um, so it depends on the video. Originally, uh, most of the videos were through my iPhone. Um, and then over time, I wanted to I wanted to add some elements to the videos and you just can't do that with an iPhone. So um, we would either hire a production team. I write all the scripts, direct, direct, produce, uh, act in most of them. So I like to get most of the control. Um, and then depending on the video, I like to control the editing just because I'm like real particular on the timing and stuff. But uh, recently we started working with a guy uh, for fire department coffee videos. Uh, Bryce is his name. Um, this guy does incredible work, slow motion stuff. I mean, he has phantom cameras that shoot at whatever it is, a hundred thousand frames per second. Like this guy is, is very, very good at what he does. Um, but now for home videos and stuff, I have green screens and lav mics and, and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, the production values, it has to get higher and higher. You know, if you keep shooting on your phone, eventually uh people are like well, this is neat this needs to get better to 720 yeah. cutting it so okay. Tr trust us we know how that that goes did you like that literally i started my first podcast six years ago this other one i used to do and i was like okay uh i don't know anything about this shit so let's try to figure out how my voice can get there and then you just kind of go back and then yeah. i listened to my first episode Oh, so cringy. Like, I was like, oh God, I, I have PTSD from that more than I have from combat interact. Like I'll wake up, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh God. <laughs> my but, first yeah. video, my brother made fun of me, man. He's like, holy crap. He's like, what did you shoot that through a potato? I'm like, thanks, right. man. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's a brothers of four. Does your command staff uh, support you? You know, the original, I started making the videos and we were just getting a new chief at the time. Uh, it was probably about six months or eight months into making the videos. They were starting to get some movement. So um, uh, he, we had just gotten this new chief and everyone was like, please stop making the videos, please. We don't want to get fired. And I was like, all right, fine. So I stopped making the videos, brought them back about a year later um, and um, started making, they started getting more and more traction. And my chief at the time pulled me aside and he was, he was like, listen, I like what you're doing. I, I personally think it's funny, but some people don't. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you three things. He goes, don't do anything stupid. Hey, don't ride on top of the ladder truck and try to surf it for a video or anything like that. Don't put the department in any videos that you're doing. And if you get fired, you did this to yourself. I'm like, all right, deal. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I accept your yeah. offer. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, he's cool about they're, they're cool about it. He's he's since left, but the new chief is is uh, decent with it. You know, I think it's kind of like don't ask, don't tell. But again, 
you don't know I'm the vid, my department's not in the videos. I'm not doing anything stupid or, or you know, overly political or anything like that. I just, I stay in my lane and that's where I stay and, and, and uh, you know, try not to piss anyone off. Yeah. There's, there's no flamethrowers in your videos or green water or anything like that. So no, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not. Hey, neither of those were at my department. So <laughs> we were in other states. All right. We're going to move on to the rundown. Try to answer these as quick as possible and as truthful as possible. I can tell if you're lying. I can see the wrinkles on your forehead get very deep. We call that the uh, ridge effect. Uh, what are you afraid of? Oh, God. Uh, uh, I want to say clowns for some reason, but I'm not afraid of clowns. Uh, I don't, I'm afraid of drowning. I, actually, that's the only thing that I'm afraid of. It's like, being caught in the middle of the ocean, like 25 miles out, 30 miles out and just drowning. That's you, you are, it's funny. You should, uh, this is like our, an ongoing joke is that I can't figure out the Navy because black water scares the shit out of me. I can't, I've looked ugh, and I'll, yeah. I'll actually, do you ever do this to yourself? And I have no idea why, like we call it in the uh, veteran mental health community, we call it intrusive thoughts, but I'll sit there at night and I'm like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And then, I, and then my brain goes, what would it be like to drown? And then I start thinking about it and I'm like, Oh no, my thoughts are always intrusive. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Cause that, that whole like getting caught way out there, bro. Cause you're probably oh. not going to drown. You're going to, you're going to like die from something else. Well, before I'll probably, you know, meet a giant squid or something like that. But you know, yeah, just, just oh. slowly dying, trying to yeah, swim. That, that movie about the Fleming Flemish cap, the uh, I'm from New England. Uh, with the f it was with the fisherman and Marky Mark, I think, was in it or his boyfriend there. The head. The, it, no, it was it's great. The perfect storm. Perfect storm. Uh, they all fell. Dude, those uh, Air Force PJs, what, what, they those dudes hopped in the middle of the black ocean. One of them was killed because when he yeah. hopped out of the, the Black Hawk. The waves had come up. These are rescue, uh, uh, Air Force rescue swimmers. The waves had come up, so they're jumping, and then it dropped. So it went from like a five-foot drop to a 65-foot drop, and he went into the water and never, never seen again. And this is out in the middle of the dark black Atlantic. Terrifying. Watch that movie again. Scare the shit out of yourself. Okay. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Or no, I should say, who do you most admire? <clears throat> My father was someone I really admired. Uh, he passed away from cancer, but I, I admired him a lot because when he would talk about uh, emotions, it was it was it was inspiring. He was like he was he, again like yo, if you need to cry, you cry. If you need to yell, you yell. You know, just process things like a normal a normal person should. But I I truly uh, in my most recent past uh, or most recently. Uh, two people. My <clears throat> my old coach Max El Hodge was his name. This guy was incredible. This guy's this guy's. Uh, uh, depth and ability to look into himself and others around him as a whole unit was incredible. He would have a conversation with somebody and even if he completely disagreed with them, would hear exactly what they were saying and see if he could find points that he agreed with, which I thought was super impressive because most people can't do that anymore today. Um, but uh, not kissing ass or anything, but my fiance is uh, possesses everything that I don't like organizational skills. Like she'll be like, look at this thing I put together. And it's like, the next 90 years of her life and everything that she's going to accomplish over nice. my what? Like, yeah. So like, what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to poop in five minutes. I think uh, so, <laughs> uh, like, I think I just appreciate people that possess skills that I don't have anything or anywhere is it, near. 
It, it's one of the the great, uh, I don't want to call it tragedies of life, but one of the, the older we get, the more people we run into that we pull, we pull this, this wisdom from. And yeah. I love people like that. There's people out there that are just magnetic and you talk to them and you're like, oh, you changed the way I, I view that. And then you get old. And I guess the whole point of that is to, to give it to your kids. But if I had that wisdom when I was 22, yeah, things would be a lot <laughs> different. Yeah, I tell I you. I tell you. You're shutting up and going. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up and listen. Actually, just doing just doing this this podcast has changed who I am as a person over the last. I've been doing this one for two years, just from hearing people's inputs on things like you know mental health and being able to show yeah. emotion. I'm still trying to show emotion, kind of a robot as far oh, as that goes. You're welcome. He's complimenting me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is the best firefighter slash first responder TV show out there? Hands down, the Coma FD man. Yes. Tacoma, yes. Tacoma That's FD. with the Super Trooper guys. Yes. Yeah. It's good. yeah. <laughs> Hands down, Tacoma FD man. They like they just they just do such a good job. They show you everything you want to see in a firefighter's show, you know, and, and and sprinkle some medic stuff in there. But it's just so good. It's the humor. It's the fun. It's exactly what you deal with and what what you're constantly, um, you know, dealing with with the boys at the station. Exactly what you said. The boys and girls that you're working with the station, man, beautiful, man. They 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 do an incredible job. They're, I think they just finished um, season three. I'm like. You know, just I text them every day. Hey, when are you gonna have me on the show? Like nice. I recognize every time I'm out. So I'm not yeah, yeah. No, that would be sweet. You should. We should get you in touch with the guys who are at Vet TV because I know they're always they're always pulling in. Do you know Vet TV at all? Veteran Television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Yeah, Vet TV. yeah. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll put in a good name. They they do a lot of uh, police and all that stuff, firefighter stuff. Um, let's see here. Da, da, da. I just lost my train of thought. For, oh, I was gonna say I had a little note under here. My my first. Or my favorite uh, uh, EMT first responder one was back in the 70s. I used to watch. Uh, all right. I'm not that old, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough. Emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched emergency. It was like on reruns. And I'm, <laughs> this is like, th think about this. Like nowadays I watch movies with my kid and I'm like, am I fucking him up down the road? Because, <laughs> because I watched emergency and one of the episodes, someone dies, firefighter dies. And I watched it as a little kid and I was like, what? what? <laughs> I didn't realize that that shit happened. And it scared the crap out of me. Scared the absolute crap out of me. Oh, we need to know man. this one too. We need to know this one too. Oh, okay. Someone says, someone just chimed in. Ask what the worst, the worst firefighter EMT show is. All right. He, this is what I'm going to say to you. 911, right? Lone Star and, and regular 911. I was started green screening or I started commenting on those right so i'm commenting on these and i'm like these are the biggest trash shows in the world somebody comments on there and says these shows were created because station 19 did such a disservice to the firefighting community that they made this and i was like no way any show is worse <laughs> here at station 19 baby they are the worst tv show i've ever seen the they don't even try. I mean, they, <laughs> I was like, they, they're like, hey, hey, Mike, uh, what's realistic? Uh, oh, we would never spray that with water. Spray it with water! <laughs> was, no this, was this the flaming Zamboni one? Uh, dude. Was that station 19? Spray that with water. It's it's the auto, it's got batteries in it. Who cares? Even if they're lithium ion batteries, like <laughs> lithium ion batteries, if it nor if with a, with a regular battery, if it takes 10 gallons of water to put it out, lithium ion, it takes, you know, if a thousand. Like it just takes a lot more water. So you would just spray with a lot of water. I'm sure shit wouldn't just let it drive around and beat the crap out of everything. So that's funny. 
Uh, is is CrossFit an intense workout to keep people fit and healthy, or is it a cult for office workers and soccer moms who otherwise have no adversity in their lives? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All no, I, <laughs> I, I, I share CrossFit all the time. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, CrossFit, CrossFit is, I will say this, um, CrossFit as a whole has been good for um, just getting people to do something different. Yeah. For two uh, big reasons. Uh, one, it got people off the couch. That's really big. But two, it actually saved Olympic lifting as a sport in the United States. And if you don't believe that, look up where Olympic lifting was right before CrossFit started. I mean, now it's like kids get paid to do this. So it's, it's actually saved it as a sport. Is it probably responsible for more people getting rhabdo in the last 10 years than than ever before? A hundred percent. Like, I have no doubts about that. But I think uh, underneath, it's a good thing. As a, as a PA, it keeps me busy. You know how many shoulders uh, I see? Like, people are like, yeah, yeah. Oh. That's just no shoulder injuries, I would imagine. <laughs> you know, you got to do 100 GHD sit-ups a day. No. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you gotta you gotta snatch a hundred pound kettlebell over your head <laughs> never again. i would again i would imagine not if for people that do it responsibly it's good but for sure. the, those that are going in there with their cocks out it's, it's not good a, pl- a politically uh a good answer in case you you run into like one of the, <laughs> the crossfit uh gurus out there finish the sentence firefighters are best at blank Everything. I mean, if you compared us to police officer, oh, we trump them in everything. He sounds like uh, a marine. He sounds like a marine. He does. He does. <laughs> so, uh, what are what what do Marines do? Everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to say the next question is: EMTs should never ever blink. Talk poorly to their paramedics because we're the ones that are most likely running them on scene. Now, uh, I should never go out their scope of practice. That's what I'm going to say. And I mean yeah, that like yeah. it's always people, and I'm not just saying even to EMTs and medics or people that just saw something on TV once, they think that cutting someone's throat open and putting a straw in there is a good idea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, yeah. never. It's never a good idea. So. Yeah, I'm the PA for, I think I was telling you for the county and I my, I don't know how much I should say. I won't say which county, but a lot of my patients are EMTs and uh, they always come in fully diagnosed. They're like, well, I'll save your time. What I have going on is a labral tear. Of my, and it's like, okay, okay. Tone it down a little buddy. <laughs> Let <laughs> do you me know do what I don't do? I don't go into uh, an office with a doctor and tell him something because normally whatever I'm telling him, he's like, that's, that's nice. You're an idiot. That is not it. Explain that to the rest of the community who WebMD themselves. Yeah. Oh Oh my God. It's the the worst worst. thing on earth. You had the, you had this skit um, uh, where I think it was a drug where it just made patients talk straight talk to whoever's Mm. taking care of them. Oh my Mm. God. I watched that. I was like, God, I wish that was the case. Um, you, just, you, you just want someone like what happened today? And they're like, well, six months ago, I was yeah, talking yeah. to my cousin, like, oh my God. Yeah. So bad. Right and then you're, you're looking and you're like, I got six other patients to see. And I'm hearing about this guy's granddaughter and her skating <laughs> thing. Uh, what is the best musical band to ever grace the earth? Ooh, Don't you dare say Nickelback. Don't you fucking dare. I might say just to piss everyone off that's watching this show. Uh, the best musical band. Man, I mean, like, I wanted, like, Metallica comes to my head, obviously, because okay, it's just, I respect you know, that. the classics and stuff. 
Um, bro, uh, Kill Switch Engage was, I loved Kill Switch Engage, bro. Like, absolutely loved him. And then a band called 36 Crazy Fist that most people probably yes. never heard of. Yes. 36 Crazy Fist, insane. But I also like the other side. Like, um, I'm going to get native from this. Like, But I think like like The Weeknd and Bruno Mars, I think they're super talented humans that yeah. are able to sing. Like, they hit those octaves, you're like, what just happened? Yeah. But uh, for straight face smashing stuff, Slipknots, uh, you know, uh, 36 uh, Crazy Fist, stuff like that. Absolutely. There you go. I'm excited. I was, I get mad at myself for, I, we, I were listening to the weekend just driving the other day and I'm like, I hate that. I love this. I hate <laughs> that this guy is so good. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber. he's very talented. Um, you, you know, you're driving and it's like, yeah. Oh, here, I got one for you guys. Check this out. Uh, Remy Wolf, R E M I W O L F. Um, pretty much her, everything she, she, so you take trash, like, uh, who's the one that sings WAP? Uh, Cardi B. So I, I watch that and I'm like, what, 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 what? maybe it's because right. I'm old, but I'm like, this isn't music. And then you, you you listen to someone like this girl, Remy Wolf, who all these kids now are producing their own stuff on YouTube and making millions off. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing that. And you're like, now there is someone that knows how to sing. Like there is someone yeah. that, that has some soul. Check it out. Um, yeah. What is, let's see, da, 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 we did music group. Oh, I have this other question. Uh, I, I don't ask it often because it confuses people, but I'll just ask it and see what happens. What is the best thing? What is the best thing? Just what yeah, is the I best see, thing. I can see why people get confused by that. <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe I should I should order it like this. What is best? What is best? I, I well, I think I think the best. If the best thing in the world would be right now, open communication, like um, a general understanding of taking five seconds to, to try to generally understand what other people are saying. What, again, like whether you give a shit if they believe in what you believe in or whatever it is, man, I think that's just the best thing right now is just people stopping and going, how do you feel about this? Oh, I feel this way. All right. Well, I don't feel that way. Why do you feel like asking questions? Why do you feel yeah. that way? Oh, I feel it because of this, this, and this dude, I'll give you this, this really quick story. I, I put a video up about uh, CPR. And uh, it was a comedy CPR skit, really funny. Everyone had a good time. One guy comments on there and he's like, this is the biggest load of crap ever. Hands only CPR kills people. And I'm like, okay, that's not true, but let's delve into this. So I direct, I private message him. Can you give me your cell phone number? We talked for like an hour. And I found out that what happened was his wife, I mean, mind you, this guy is pissed. He's like, You're, why did you put this on the internet? His wife went to cardiac arrest. He did CPR on him or on her for 20 minutes waiting for the ambulance to show up. Oof, and yeah. then they finally showed up. The medic was in, apparently like a jerk. And it just did not end well. The guy called her on scene. It was a big crap show. And they blamed the doctor, blamed it on hands-only CPR which was not wow. accurate in any way, shape, or form. So just taking two seconds to not be like, screw you, it does work. Like just going, what happened? Found out his story. We had a great conversation. I, I showed him why it is good for hands-only CPR. And now he's got a different mindset on it. So yeah. just Jeez. open communication. Great, great answer. I was going to just say making babies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was actually, honestly, Jason, I was waiting for you to pop up and be like, you know what is best? My coffee. I was yeah. like, <laughs> it didn't happen. I was like, oh. 
<laughs> yeah, we're going we're going way over because we went we went late to begin with. But uh, yeah, let's plug here. So uh, no, 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 it's not your fault. It's our fault. Uh, I think that's everything. Let me see. What's the most common thing people say when they find it? Yeah, I was going to say Veterans Day. We get um, lots of free food. That's the, the only reason why I serve my country is uh, Golden Corral. All you can eat once a year. What do firefighters get? Do you guys get anything like that? Uh, uh, normally if, if you're associated with an EMS room or a hospital, they give us like cool little koozies and stuff and pen lights and stuff like, Hey, thanks for being you. Uh, nah, <laughs> do people, people give us discounts all the time. Um, you know, normally free coffee or something like that. But honestly, you know, especially for firefighters, if you go on firedepartmentcoffee.com, use code FR15, you get 15% off. <laughs> nice. I was waiting for that. <laughs> nice. Now, how- <laughs> How did you get involved with that? Did they come to you or did you, are you like one of the people that are like, Oh, let's do this. No. So I uh, made the videos. The, uh, the CEO uh, contacted me. He's like, Hey man, we should do some work together. And I was like, dude, I'd love to, um, but send me the coffee first. I tried it, loved it. The stronger I made it, the better it tasted kind of thing. Um, so he, uh, we, I, I was kind of going to be a spokesperson. Now I'm the vice president and co and a partial owner of the business. Um, so it's very, very cool. But, and then we created the fire department coffee charitable foundation, 10% of all the net proceeds go back to helping sick and injured first responders. We want to give back awesome. to those that are helping us. So, Cool. I should get a bag of that. Put it over here. We'll put it right here. We'll we'll, we'll have a little area of, uh, do you guys have any patches and a patch will make my wall, like on my wide shot there, the the patches look like they're from here. Right. Jeremy, it looks like we got a lot, but with the, with the camera angle, it doesn't, it doesn't look good at all, but all right. So Jason Patton, uh, not to be uh, confused with general Patton, although you guys do kind of have a similarity about yourselves. I have to do, I have to find out if I'm related to him. My father says we were. So, um, that means I'm going to die in a chief accident after surviving a war. (laughs) That's right. That's right. They flipped it over after the entire war. It was a horrible thing. Uh, Audie Murphy, the most decorated uh, soldier of all time drowns in three inches of water. Uh, Ira Hayes, Ira Hayes, a man who raised the flag on Iwo Jima drowned in a pool. It's just one of those things, right? That's why you got to live life the way you're intended to live. Uh, Just for you, Kevin, flip on the positive. I was looking through his website. They have bourbon, whiskey, rum, and tequila infused coffee. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. But it, yeah, so our that's our spirit infused line. It's all it's Irish whiskey infused, bourbon infused. Um, we have black cherry. Um, we have uh, vanilla bean bourbon, tequila, all that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sorry, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 amazing coffee, man. That it's what's great about it is you can drink it at work. It's alcohol. It actually is alcohol free. It burns off the alcohol itself. Um, but I've I've made a few. Uh, Irish coffees with it, with you know a little extra bourbon and, and or uh, some Irish whiskey, and it's incredible. Awesome. Where can we drive folks to? Because I just say put in Fire Department Chronicles. But you guys, do you have your own website or or what's yeah. your main area? So fire. Well, if you want any merchandise, firedepartmentcoffee.com, you'll find it on there for Fire Department Chronicles. I have my own section on there, and then whatever coffee you'd like as well. Uh, yeah, there you go. Fire firedbtcoffee.com, um, and then Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I am on the TikTok. I'm not dancing, but I do put some videos up there. And nice. uh, yeah, we're all over the place. I'm afraid of the Chinese taking my my likeness. Is yeah. that is that irrational? No, you're not, because no one can match that beard. So I'm not. <laughs> true. True. Don't worry. We, all of our all of our faces are already somewhere. You know, yeah, that's anyone true. that sent in for what it was twenty two and me. You know, they literally just gave their DNA <laughs> to somebody. So. Yeah, <laughs> line split. I got a twin, so it's extra out there. He's out there. <laughs> 
All right, Jason Patton, thank you for coming on. Thanks for bearing with us. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, you actually saved the show. I'm going to say it right there. He saved the show. Uh, now, yeah. now when 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 the cameras turn off, I'm going to be like, Jeremy, that was a good show. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, we'll just ignore the first half. Nothing to do with Jerry Neely or Philip. I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with them. It was all what we did on the side. Um, but yeah, and then uh, check out check out Reverend Warriors. We're always looking for volunteers, uh, especially for EMTs and first responders and stuff. And it's kind of a way that we can bring our little groups together. Help bring some fire fire department coffee. They would love that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'll yeah, send we'll you an email. I'll send you an email. See what we can we can work out. I think it would be a cool thing. There's what Fort Walton Beach and then Key West at the end of the year for Florida hikes. So yeah. Oh yeah, Key West. I'll um, take a trip down to Key West. About it's about yeah. four hours south of me. I'll take a trip. Dece- down. December 11th. I'll do it too. Yeah. Why not? Why don't I go to Key West this year? Dude. Man, I've told you the last two years, and it's Jeremy, write that down. <laughs> Jeremy, write that down. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for coming on. Uh appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right. Uh, take care. Take care, man. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Matthew Matt James Reeves is finally in the chat. Oh, is he really? Uh sorry, dude. Well, here's the thing, uh, Mr. Reeves, is you, you the first half you didn't miss much. Again, not fault of the the people we just said it was I'll a technical, it was a technical difficulty i don't know what happened because when we restarted everything oh, it worked I don't know what happened maybe uh i don't know sky so, is taking over so uh i think that's all we got um call text phone what else do you do email right. freaking show up just TikTok. show up knock on someone's door with someone you served with uh keep in touch and uh take them out to a hike visit irreverentwarriors.com click on events and I think what we're going to do is we're going to end with a quick Pat Tillman tribute. Do you have that up? I am bringing it up right now. And yes. uh, next week, next week, uh, the 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 guy who founded American. God, I do this every week. I just need to write it down. But we have a cool guest on next week. And we'll see the end of Philip's uh, ride next week. So join us here. Same place, same time. That time, it's going to start at 8 p.m. And there's going to be no technical difficulties um so without further ado we'll end with uh sergeant tillman every game they play the national anthem that's all i think about pat the whole time i think about pat a lot my son his middle name is patrick you know when you have kids you want to be able to teach them lessons and tell them stories about people that you think are worth telling stories about and he certainly is is one of them Passion is kind of an important word for me, whether it's playing sports or whether it's living or whatever you're going to do. In my opinion, you should be passionate about it or else why why do it? The reason we're talking about him is because he lived, because this great man lived this incredible life. He's been their best player for this Cardinal defense all year long. He was a legend in all of our eyes just for the fact that he was such a true, honorable, moral dude. You know, you play with a lot of guys. Then you play with guys that you never forget. Arizona Cardinals safety Pat Tillman says he is going to leave the NFL to join the Army Rangers. I know I asked him, bro, what's wrong with you? They said, gotta do something. Something was pulling on him to do something more than just play football. You know, there's so many heroes out there in the world. Some may be worth it, some maybe that are self-created. He's the real deal.